Alabama is entering the home stretch. So Jimmy and I want to talk about three players that really need to step up for Alabama to accomplish all its goals. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Lockdown Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. You guys are the absolute best. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and I will talk about FanDuel in just a little bit. Right now, Jimmy, though, I want to talk about players that uh, really Alabama is going to count on here down the stretch. Some of these, uh, you can see them right there. Um, some of them may be a little bit of a surprise, some of them not a surprise. And some of you may be like, eh, do we really need? Yeah, I think we do. And here's my reasoning. First of all, uh, Nick Saban talked about a couple of these guys in his press conference on Monday. Um, number one, let's start with Kendrick Law. And I understand that some people may not be as high on him as I am. I, I'm super high on him. I know his stats – don't necessarily jump off the page at you. I'm going to read these off. Did you know he's only got seven catches all year? And at least one of those was a little pop pass uh, this past weekend. I'm surprised at seven. I would have guessed four. Wow. Okay. He's only got 79 yards. Um, mm-hmm. So he's it's not like he's a main target. Right. But and- I'm not even necessarily saying he needs to be – dynamic in the passing game, although I would like for him to be. And I feel like this is the best way to get him involved is the pop pass, um, the, the uh, some kind of receiver screen, whatever. But I think in the, in the return game, I, I was so anxious for him to have a really bust out run against LSU. And I thought a couple of times he was very close, like a, a tackle away from, from making it a house call. Um, so that's what I'm talking about more when it comes to Kendrick Law. And really, if you wanted to put Isaiah Bond in this spot, I get it. Even though Isaiah Bond is, is sort of cheating on what we're trying to define, step up your game as, because Bond's game's already been pretty up there. He's already had some long touchdown catches, et cetera. But Bond did a very um, – you know what? B- Bond had a sort of a ride-outs kind of moment to me where this past weekend he catches a a little swing pass that was somewhat of a dangerous pass, but he comes back to the ball, he gets it, he catches it, and then he breaks the first tackle. I don't feel like our receivers have been breaking the first tackle as much recently, but he did, and I'm seeing it even more from a guy like uh, Jermaine Burton. I I feel like Bond is that can set a tone, but I'm going to go with Kendrick Law just because we haven't seen as much of him yet, and that's what I'm defining this as. Yeah, to me with Kendrick, it's not so much as like, hey, Kendrick, we need Kendrick to step up so much as we need other people on offense to step up and uh, and, and the other people on offense, you know, being, uh, you know, allowing Kendrick Law to become a playmaker. Like Jalen, get the ball to K-Law. Tommy Reese, make sure the ball is going to K-Law. Uh, Nick Saban. Make him a big part of things. Offensive line, give him a chance to make a play. Other wide receivers, make your block downfield. Because 
Kendrick Law is such a big play machine. Luke just talked about Isaiah Bond breaking a tackle. Kendrick Law is built like a running back. He He's the one that you want down the field and, and, and defensive backs being sort of helpless to get him to the ground. He can be that sort of guy that he's just really hard for DBs to tackle because he's so physical. But then when you line him up at running back or in the H-back spot and you get a linebacker on him, He's going to run past those dudes. He's ridiculously fast for, uh, for, for to be covered by a linebacker. So I think uh, he can be one heck of a weapon, and he's fine. We have to step up around him. Milrow, get the ball to Kendrick. Tommy Reese, design it to get to Kendrick. Everybody block better so Kendrick can make plays. He He's a touchdown waiting to happen every time he touches the ball, so he needs more touches. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And I, I feel like uh, if he gets – like this this weekend, if he gets um, a, a big return or if he takes one of those pop passes to the house, I feel like it's going to break the dam. I really do. I, I feel like you got to break the seal on this thing. We need to get him in the end zone, let him know what it feels like. I think once you get in the end zone the first time, you're going to want to do it a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And, and he – he is just the one big play away from becoming. I, I think it's so being overused, but by some. But the comp to Debo Samuel to me is so accurate here. To me, he's so much like him. The the Swiss Army knife. Like, don't just call Kendrick a wide receiver. He can. He's big enough and strong enough to even play the H back position. He can certainly play running back. And, and he's more of a natural wide receiver than anything else. And frankly, had he played defense, who knows if he's not back there with Caleb Downs as the best safety duo in the country. I mean, I, I think there is no limit to Kendrick Law's talents. It's just a matter of making him a bigger part of things. And uh, that's on Alabama's coaches and, uh, and Milrow to make Kendrick Law a bigger part of things because he's just too talented not to be a bigger part of things. Is it sacrilegious when you started uh... – comparing him that my first comp was Tyrone Prothrow. Was that sacrilegious? Uh, I think, you know, he's so much bigger. And by bigger, I mean he's taller. Bigger. You know, Ty- Tyrone was really well built for a shorter guy. Uh, Kendrick's more traditional, I think, NFL. But I sort of like that comp. I mean, in the, Kendrick Law is super fast. I don't think people know how fast he is, but he's like one of the three or four fastest players on the whole team. And that's kind of amazing uh, it's kind of like how we talk about Milrow as one of the fastest guys on the team. It's true. But look how he's built. Kendrick's built like Milrow. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling I've seen, I've seen Kendrick Law warming up down the field uh, just in his, his T-shirt before the game. He's built like Milrow. I mean, it, 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 it's unreal. And uh, he just needs to be a bigger part of things. A kid that's built like him that runs – a 4-4, and if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong about it, Jimmy, he doesn't run a 4-4. Okay, okay, he runs a 4-3. I mean, that, that's how that's how fast this dude is. And uh, I think, again, it's a challenge for Tommy Reese down the stretch. Get get Kendrick Law the ball however we got to make it happen. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, some more guys coming up here uh, very shortly. I'm glad you mentioned Caleb Downs. I'm just going to throw out there real, really quickly. He's leading the team in tackles, and um, he is uh, – He's just been unbelievable. And, boy, he's the best freshman defensive player in the country, if you ask me. So, uh, yeah, just unbelievable. Um, Okay, 
Jimmy, we're going to tell everybody about prize picks. All right, now when we come back, we're going to tell everybody about Jam Miller some more. But right now, I need to tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are easily the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. So easy. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. That's all you got to do. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can do LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. That's awesome. That means you got both TVs going. You're uh, super engaged. It's, it's so much fun. If you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every week. Go check out prizepicks.com backslash locked on college or just slash locked on college. I don't know which, which one is right. Prospects.com slash locked on college. Prospects.com slash locked on college. Uh, this is so much fun. You will keep you engaged. You will absolutely love it. And for whatever reason, ESPN has decided to uh, run an ad right in the middle of my ad. So take that ESPN. Um, anyway, prospects.com slash locked on college. Prospects.com slash locked on college. You're going to love it. Jimmy Jam Miller, and this is how Jam Jam Miller is now. ESPN has him listed as Jam Miller, not even Jamorian Miller anymore. It's just Jam Miller. That's what ESPN has. I'm looking at his stats. How many? Don't cheat. How many carries? You I'm think? not looking at anything. How many carries? How many have? carries does Jam Miller have this year? Twenty-seven. Seventeen. Oh wow! Wow, that's not enough. And he got four of them this past week. Yeah. And there was just four because I would have guessed like eight because he was kind of a significant player in the game. Obviously, the the ball he caught, you know, the pass reception was was his biggest play of the game. He's, you know, he's Jam just suffers from a, a few things. Number one, when they mess with the clock rules, everybody is running fewer plays. For whatever reason, Alabama's running significantly fewer plays. <laughs> Where you know we used to run 70, 75 plays a game. Now this year we've been more like 55, 60 plays a game. So. There's fewer snaps, and we got to throw it, and milrow has got to run it. So then the rest of the plays go to the backs, and Jam, as much as we'd like to see him play, he shouldn't be playing ahead of Jace, in my opinion, not right now. I'm cool with him being the number two back, and he sort of was this past Saturday. Uh, but Jam just suffers from what, what a handful of others, including Kendrick Law, is there's just not enough balls to go around, not enough plays to go around. Uh, yeah, we want – to see Jam get the ball more, but I want to see Justice get the ball when, you know, he's a little banged up right now. I want to see Jason Roydell get the ball. I want to see seven different wide receivers catch passes. I think the tight ends are a weapon, all, all three of them, you know, between uh, Oost and and C.J. Dupree and Amari Knobloch. That's just a lot of guys we want to get the ball to, right? So I don't think any of them other than maybe Jace get enough touches. But Jam is spectacular I know he's probably frustrated over that carries number. He thought it would be a lot more. Uh, we're all frustrated, Jam, about that. But, man, don't don't go anywhere because it is so clear to me that he will be a significant player on the offense next year. And the good news is he's going to show up with a lot of tread on the tires. It's not like he's been worn down by, by game reps. 
Uh, I, I think he's immensely talented, and uh, I, I think he's going to be a great player. Uh, he just needs to continue to work on the small stuff, catching the ball, picking up blitzes, uh, and, and ball security. Th those little things is what he needs to work on. One of your cohorts, Travis Ryer, uh, talks about how Jim Miller – has actually been a fantastic teammate and has really showed out on special teams too. While he didn't get a carry against Tennessee, he was very good on special teams against Tennessee. Um, the other thing is, I think he's been pretty good at blitz pickup. Better um, lately. He's getting better. He's getting better all the way across the board. And his catch against uh, LSU, that was, it was a nice look from, uh, from Jalen Milrow. But the pass wasn't perfect. And Jam Miller made the catch. It wasn't it, everything wasn't clean, and almost. I mean, Harold Perkins was just a fingernail away from tipping it if he didn't get a tiny piece of it. And um, Jam Miller adjusted, made the catch, made a huge gain. Those are the kind of things that increase your confidence. You know, when you're out there and you're not playing much, and you have to go out there and you feel like if I don't do this perfectly, then I'm going to the bench. Well, that's when you screw up because you're so worried about. Uh, doing something right, be in the moment and just be yourself. I mean, guys like Jan Miller, guys like Kendrick Law, the next guy we're going to talk about, Jihad Campbell, these guys, they're so uber talented. Go out there and just be yourself. The problem is it's very difficult to do it until you get out there and get experience with it. So, I mean, it's sort of a catch-22, but he is getting so much better. Um, I love what he's bringing to the table. And Nick Saban brought it up in his last press conference that Jace McClellan, you know, been at Alabama a long time now, taking a lot of hits. And you're talking about tread on the tires. Look, it's not like Jace McClellan's worn down. At the same time, I mean, he's he's had his injury moments. and He's uh, got to be banged up as many carries. He's, he's the one guy that we've used sufficiently. Yep, and, exactly. Uh, Nick Saban alluded to the fact that Jace McClellan's a little banged up. I thought my jam playing second the other night, he had sort of moved ahead of Roydell, and, and maybe so. But then they put Roy Dell in the game in the second half in particular, and Roy Dell was running like his hair was on fire. I, I thought that was as good as I've ever seen Roy Dell look uh, this past Saturday. So, hey, look, I know we all have our favorite back, and we all like, well, I want to see this guy. I want to see this guy. Just rest assured knowing that when Alabama has a running back on the field, he's a good player. Yeah. <laughs> Jace, Roy Dell, Jam, or when he gets healthier justice, uh, all good players, no doubt about it. Yeah, and, you know, I'm – Kind of cool with Jam Miller being two, even though Roydell has paid his dues, uh, because Roydell number one is a fantastic teammate. That's very obvious. And when he did come in there, he did play with his hair on fire. He played like a guy who's like, "Hey, I don't know if I got a pro career, but I'm about to end this career on a high note." Um, and again, I don't. Maybe Roydell can find a place in the NFL. I mean, lesser running backs have, but I'm saying that. When you got a guy like that who is a good teammate, who's not on the sideline, pouting, and he wants to come in and and prove himself in his last season, I think that can be better. And and a guy who's been in big moments, by the way, um, and been on the field has a lot of experience. I think that can be better than having Jam Miller come in and feel like he has to be perfect to show everybody what he's capable of. Whereas he can come in second, and um, he's going to have the ability to do those things. So, yeah, I'm I'm. Uh, Super excited about where everything is right now. All right. Uh, boy, I left that prize picks thing up there the whole time, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to do that. I know Zach's probably watching, and Zach's mad at me. But, uh, Zach, I'm sorry, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. I mess up all the time, bro. Um, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about Jihad Campbell. 
this is another guy that I think is going to have to pick it up. Uh, and I say pick it up very loosely. I don't mean it in the sense that he's not playing well. I mean it that for Alabama to win a championship, we got to hear more about him. But now I want to tell you about FanDuel, fanduel.com slash locked on. You know I love FanDuel. I've shown you. I've got it right on my app. It's fantastic. I got prospects on my app. I got all these things on my on my phone. I got them all there. Um, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 smacks if your team wins. And if you've been betting on Alabama, Hey, there you go. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. Even Jimmy and Luke can use it. Uh, it, it, The app is just super easy. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads and player props and over-unders and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, finally, we're going to talk a little Jihad Campbell here. Uh, you want to talk about Jam Miller maybe getting in there because Jason McClellan's banged up, but Jason McClellan's not injured. Well, Deontay Lawson seems to be injured. Um, Jihad Campbell's going to need to uh, really put his best foot forward. Again, he was awesome against Tennessee. He would, I hate to say non-existent against LSU. I just didn't really recognize him out there. Less existent. Less existent. Less existent. Because on our big text thread that we have, I actually said, has, has Jihad Campbell played? I mean, I hadn't even noticed. I hadn't heard his name one time. And, again, when you're in the moment, uh, sometimes you're like, where is he? And um, later on, I did notice him out there, obviously, on the rewatch. But, um yeah, I, I want to see him be even more assertive. I think he can be. And um, I think, obviously, what he showed you against Tennessee, he's he's a dude. He just needs to be more dude-esque. Yeah, I think with Jihad, uh, he's so – I mean, I think he's going to be great. Not just a good player, but a great, great player. I think it will happen for him as soon as next season. I think right now we're in the flashing all his potential season – uh, last year was total learning. Let's remember Jihad, uh, like a lot of kids built like him uh, at the high school level, was basically a defensive end. I mean, this is a guy in high school that was just, hey, put him outside and he's going to rush the passer and he's just going to play downhill. And that's all he did is just a downhill ball snapped and he goes forward and he's trying to uh, sack the quarterback or maybe throw the running back for a loss. Uh, and he spent the entire game in the uh, in the opponent's backfield. Uh, so we gets to Alabama, and we're not only telling him, hey, what you did in high school is going to be irrelevant to what you're doing here. Forget all that. We're going to play it off ball linebacker, which is complicated. It, it's not like – I mean, outside linebacker is actually a more simple position to learn. It's not simple, uh, especially at a place at Alabama that has some complexity to it. But playing inside linebacker at Alabama has absolutely nothing to do with being a downhill pass rusher in high school. So Jihad had to spend all last year learning, and now this year he's no he knows enough to play, and he's flashing all his potential. And I think it's all going to come together next year, and he may be the most dominating inside linebacker in all of college football next year. That that's how good I think this guy is. Uh, I think he's one of the most gifted players on the entire football team. It's just a matter of 
knowing what to do all the time at a complicated position. Inside linebacker in, in Alabama system is almost similar to playing quarterback on offense. You got to know where all the parts go. You get everybody else. You help line them up. Sometimes you're blitzing the quarterback. Sometimes you're playing the run. Sometimes you're spying the quarterback. Oftentimes you're in coverage, either man coverage with a tight end or a back or just drifting into your zone of responsibility. So it's complicated. It takes a lot. But, man, this guy was was built to do it. I've, again, uh, you know, in the offseason, I ranked the roster. Uh, uh, it's one of my big things I do at BOL, and we talk about it here on Locked on Bama all the time. And I, we have so many good players coming back next year, Luke. I'm, I've already catch myself all the time looking forward to ranking next year's roster. And I can tell you this right now, spoiler alert, Jihad's going to be really high. (laughs) You will not uh, catch him in the early parts of the countdown at all. He will be very late. Uh, Top 10 is uh, highly likely. And, uh, you know, probably not there with Caleb Downs just yet, but in the ballpark. You know, and to end this thing, uh, I think you're right about Jihad Campbell. Love him. Think he's going to be a star. Want to see something out of him this weekend. I I can't wait to get to Kentucky now. I'm so excited to get to Kentucky. I was nervous about it. When LSU took the 28-21 lead this past weekend, I was like, man, should I cancel this Kentucky trip? (laughs) That's that's how fickle I am as a fan. But um, all right, I got to bring this up. This is apropos of nothing we've talked about, but you did bring up next year. And next year's schedule is disgustingly tough. Um, and the SEC apparently is going to put out um, the, the conference dates in the beginning of December, which I'm super excited for. And I started thinking about this. Like, we know we know where Wisconsin is uh, going to be the 17th, right. and they're to, South Florida and whoever else before that. Okay. So maybe Mercer. Somebody and um, Western Kentucky, I think Western Kentucky Mercer's later, maybe. Is it Mercer? Yeah, I think it's Western. I think it's Western Kentucky, then South Florida, then Wisconsin. Yeah, right? okay. maybe. Um, regardless, all right. We know Auburn's going to be at the end of the year, right? We know Tennessee's going to be, you know, middle of October. We know LSU is going to be, we assume we're going to do them after their bye week, like we've always done. I doubt they change that. So then you got to start filling in the blanks about where the schedule is going to be. And we got Missouri at home, which is not going to be a give to me. They got Luther Burden coming back. I'm not sure if their quarterback's coming back or not. He might. He's he's an interesting stay or go decision. Okay. Um, We have South Carolina. I know they've kind of stunk it up of late. They're going to have some dudes like Nicholas Harbor. They're going to have some players. Um, So we're, we're at Oklahoma, at Vanderbilt. Uh, now Vanderbilt's not the one thing. What I'm, Georgia at home. What I'm trying to say is, where do we want these puzzle pieces to fall? Because okay, so you travel to Wisconsin. I'm going to assume after the Wisconsin game, we're going to get a home game. I, I'd be willing to bet. Again, maybe I'm overthinking this. I'm willing to bet that is probably South Carolina or Missouri. That's my guess. Then I bet you we'd maybe travel to Oklahoma. Now we could travel to Oklahoma. It may be that they want Alabama, Oklahoma to sort of open up the SEC thing. That may be what they want. And boy, would that be tough at Wisconsin? Wisconsin's not great. We know that, but they got Luke Fickle. They'll be better next year. 
if you opened up with like at Wisconsin, then at Oklahoma, or God forbid, at Wisconsin, home against Georgia. <laughs> the, next year's not going to be no joke, Jimmy. No joke. It will be. <clears throat> now, the other SEC teams and Big Ten, by the way, too, are just – USC schedule is also yeah, <laughs> crazy. Crazy. But Alabama is very likely to play, in my opinion, uh, five top – 15 teams, five top 15 teams, meaning ranked in the top 15 at the time the game is played. I don't know, Luke, that that's ever happened ever, ever, anywhere, not at Alabama, anywhere. So this schedule is going to be really, really tough, and people are going to be frustrated with me. And, uh, yeah, I think Alabama can be really, really good next year, but 10-2 and – 10 and 2 looks like a ceiling to me. Like well, it 10 gets and you 2 in the playoffs. Was, it gets 10 you in and the 2. Playoffs. Oh, with that schedule, you would you would assume so, but yeah, 10 and 2 will be uh yesteryear's 12 and 0. <laughs> but my point is what uh, what you cross your fingers people. Trust me on this. What you don't want, you don't want at Wisconsin and then the opening SEC game is at Vanderbilt. Because if you do that, you take away the one give to me. At Vandy's a gimme. There is no other gimme in the SEC schedule for us. I mean, you want to say Missouri, whatever. I disagree because they got dudes coming back. That's going to be a tough game. You want to say South Carolina? They got, they got, they're going to have a loaded roster again. It's not going to be Alabama loaded. It's going to be tougher than you think. This isn't going to be like your uncle's South Carolina team. It's going to be tougher than you think. So what I'm saying is, I just don't want that first SEC game to be Vandy. I want Vandy to be in there somewhere sandwiched between some tough ones so that we can have a bit of a respite. And um, what I'm nervous about is something like, oh, okay, Alabama, here you go. Georgia at home, at Oklahoma, at uh, Tennessee, uh, off week, LSU at home. <sighs> don't do that to me, bro. Don't do that. Uh, and, and regardless of the order, you got to play them all. You got to play them all, regardless of the order. It's, I hope, and and it's a useless hope, frankly. But I hope everyone is ready to make this adjustment. Next year, college football changes forever, and the idea in the expanded SEC that you can go twelve and zero. I, you know, I I I don't even know that it's possible anymore uh, by adding these two top ten national top ten programs. I don't know that it's possible anymore. Uh, and, and then to have an SEC championship at the end, <laughs> where you're playing one more top five team, uh, boy, Jeez, just man. crazy. Well, it's just changing. It's like, hey, I hope you all enjoy the NFL. And in the NFL, they play a 17-game schedule. And if your team finishes uh, 12 and 5, they are awesome. You are a really, really good NFL team if you finish 12 and 5. That is so true. And and the the SEC, it's about to be ten and two, awesome. Nine and three, you are really good. Eight and four, you're fine. (laughs) You know, you ain't you ain't you ain't bad if you're eight and four in this new SEC. Uh, It it is it. So everyone's got to change their mindset. It's no more. Let's run the table. That's just highly unrealistic. All right, buddy. That's gonna do it for today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow probably with our prediction show. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.